0: Welcome to Day 82 of Shaped by the Word. I'm here with uh, Matthew Joseph Kresge, David Dean Keefe. I'm Paul White Kemp. <laughs> and we have been reading through the Book of Acts this week. We found ourselves in a lot of really exciting places with a lot of really exciting you know, things going on. We found ourselves in Philippi, in Ephesus, Thessalonica, Berea, Athens, uh, many of these, of course, have New Testament letters that are written back to these cities as Paul continues you know to care for them, I should mention Corinth as well. Uh, many times Paul is ministering, you know, like in Ephesus for a period of years, and we get a couple of paragraphs describing that ministry. Paul's ministry was much richer and deeper. In the case of Corinth, we even know that there were other letters that he had written, you know, back to them, and there may have been other letters written you know to these as well but paul has a heart for these churches he's poured himself into these churches he, he suffered a lot of uh, a, a lot of setback but it continues seems to continue to press forward in the gospel uh, because where the fruit is being born uh it's, it's worth experiencing the setback and even the call that paul received in the ministry was mm-hmm. showing him what things he must suffer, suffer. Yeah. and then a even the message you know that uh, Peter preached we must go through many persecutions to enter the kingdom uh we we're, we're called as well to enter a world of suffering to suffer along with the world and to present the hope of the gospel so we were in the city of Ephesus last time we uh, left off and so we return to the city of Ephesus today in acts chapter 19 uh, but before we do that let's let's pause and uh, invite the lord to do his work through his word in our lives as we uh, offer this moment to him matt you mind leading us
1: yeah. father we do pause before you today um, reminded of, of your greatness of your holiness of your glory of your goodness towards us and the grace we have in christ jesus and as we read your word um, father thank you that you have spoken to us through it uh, would you use it to accomplish your purposes in us and through us um, would you help us to behold you and to worship you um, today thank you for um this time together thank you for the community that we have um, as we read this god would you edify us it's in Christ's name we pray amen
0: acts chapter nineteen verse twenty three and uh, Matt you're so right uh, reading in community is a is a great blessing to read mm-hmm. scripture and to read it together and um we've enjoyed doing this and we've enjoyed knowing that uh uh, we're connecting with you as well so mm-hmm. thanks for inviting us into your home or your car uh, or your ipod as you're walking <laughs> running jogging yeah doing chin-ups out in the park <laughs> acts chapter 19 verse 23 about that time there arose a great disturbance about the way the silver miss, silversmith named demetrius who made silver shrines of artemis brought in a lot of business for the craftsmen there he called them together along with the workers and related trades and said you know, my friends, we receive a good income from this business, and you see and hear how this fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus, and in particularly the whole province of Asia. He says that God made uh, gods made by human hands there are no gods at all. They're in danger not only of that our tra- <laughs> there is danger not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited. And the goddess herself, who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world, will be robbed of her divine majesty. When they heard this, they were furious and began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Soon the whole city was in an uproar. People seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia, and all of them rushed into the theater together. Paul wanted to appear before the crowd, but the disciples would not let him. Even some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, sent him a message begging him not to venture into the theater. The assembly was in confusion. Some were shouting one thing, some another. Most of the people did not even know why they were there. The Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander to the front, and they shouted instructions to him. He motioned for silence in order to make a defense before the people. But when they realized he was a Jew, they all shouted in unison for about two hours, great as Artemis of the Ephesians. City clerk quieted the crowd and said, Fellow Ephesians, doesn't all the world know that the city of Ephesus is the guardian of the temple of the great Artemis and of her image which fell from heaven? Therefore, since these facts are undeniable, you ought to calm down and not do anything rash. You brought these men here, though they have neither robbed temples nor blasphemed our goddess. If Then Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have a grievance against anybody. The courts are open and there are proconsuls. They can press charges. If there is anything further you want to bring up, it must be settled in a legal assembly. As it is, we're in danger of being charged with rioting because of what has happened today. In that case, we would not be able to account for this commotion, since there is no reason for it. After he had said this, he dismissed the assembly. Uh, that's quite a that's quite a riot. Yeah. For two hours, oh. you know, drowning out everybody who would try to speak up. You know, great is Artemis of the Ephesians. And, and of course, you know, the major motivation is not so much the dignity of the God, but uh, the income received by all the tradespeople. We we're making a good living doing this. Uh, and uh, then, of course, they, they get later into argument. And by the way, Artemis' name is at yeah. stake, mm-hmm. you know, as well. But it, it's kind of incredible what they accuse Paul of, of, of doing, um, of really completely discrediting the idea that temples are significant and god's made with human hands are significant and uh you know this great temple which was one of the wonders of the ancient world and this meteorite i guess evidently that it fell fallen from heaven that was supposed to look like artemis but just really looks sort of like a meteorite anyway which was in the middle of the temple and and people were worshiping so what are some of the things that stand out in this this one single event you know
2: One thing that I find interesting Is how Luke kind of gives us At the start The perspective of Demetrius And how from Demetrius' perspective You know Paul's leading people astray By leading them to Jesus Kind of this interesting thing And he also thinks That Paul's kind of ridiculous For saying He says that God's made by human hands Are not God's at all How crazy is that? What in the world? But we would see those as He's not leading them astray And he actually is right In saying that If if you fashion the God with your hands, it's probably not a God at all. (laughs) But from Demetrius' perspective, he's seeing these as, as, you know, against everything that he's standing for and believing in. So just interesting to see that kind of perspective that Luke gives us there.
1: Yeah, I think of, you know, just Paul growing up reading the Old Testament scriptures and how many times we've seen in the Old Testament, you know, that those who worship idols become like the idols. And and we're really seeing that, I mean, in this way that here's – you yeah, Demetrius, who worships the, the very thing he creates, you know, worships his, his money. And little does he know, it, it's not so much the concern for Artemis, it's the concern for the protection of his welfare and of his greed and of his business. His,
0: his, his welfare, his lifestyle, though, every, all of the things that uh, make us comfortable. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we have it good, we love the way we have it, and sometimes we won't let the gospel challenge us the way that it needs to. Uh, you know, with our idolatries and things, you know, that we, uh, you know, we tend to hold on to. Mm-hmm.
1: It's easy to, to be hard on Demetrius here, but I mean, you're right. We see ourselves not so much maybe in Paul as we'd like to admit, but we see ourselves in Demetrius. We just don't cause a, a yeah. uproar in the city over it. You know, we just kind of quietly protect our our idols.
0: And of course, that's you know something we were taught very early on as we read, you know, the scripture from a you know, a gospel centered perspective. When we look in scripture, we're, we're looking in a mirror and we're usually not the hero of the passage. We're usually yeah. in a reflected in the, the foibles and the weaknesses and the uh, vices of, uh, of, you know, the other characters in the passage. So, as Matt Chandler told us, we're we're not, you know, David foldly facing off against our enemies with uh, three smooth stones. We're actually the Israelites <laughs> cowering in the back, afraid to take on the challenges who desperately need yep. a savior. Yeah. You guys remember Matt Chandler, don't you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely.
2: <laughs> no. And looking at it and, and seeing ourselves in Demetrius is is good you know i mean the gospel comes in and in here it's shaking up his world it's shaking up his life and and he does not want his life to be shaken up he, he's enjoying the steady mm-hmm. income he's enjoying how things are and so often when the gospel comes into our lives it's going to shake us up and change things and and as followers of christ I, i'm i want to be willing to give up those things of the world for the things of christ and so there is tension there mm-hmm. that we can see
0: I am. Uh, I'm amused by the fact that Paul wants to walk into the middle of all of this. <laughs> he's so he's, a wild co- man, he's so convinced. Right? You just give me five minutes with him, and I I'll, I'll convert them all. And, and of course, the same thing was happening whenever you know Barnabas. Uh, You know, brought it, you know, whenever he came into the city of Jerusalem and Barnabas, you know, was uh, sponsoring him before the apostles and he's arguing effectively, but he is also getting into sharp disputes and a lot of attention, a lot of fires falling down on him. And as soon as Paul leaves town, there's just Luke says, and the city was at peace. (laughs) As you see the same thing here, not only the believers say, Paul, do not go anywhere near the theater, but some of the city officials say, We know this guy's tendency, who he had befriended. Uh, whether or not they had to uh, embrace the gospel we don't know but he had befriended you know for the sake of the gospel said paul stay and stay away don't yeah. come anywhere near
1: yeah. you know and i think to demetrius's credit whether he's dishonest or not he's right you know that when the gospel does become you know impact as a people in a city it does begin to expose the I- idolatries and it does clash with the gods of mm-hmm. our age you know and the gods of our culture. And so, yeah, absolutely. If the gospel begins to take root in Ephesus, there, there will not be as much worship of false gods. You know, there will be worship of a true God. And, yeah. and so he absolutely is right, whether he's dishonest or not. And, and I'm just reminded. I mean, even for us, you know, where we are today, like one of the ways we see the gospel taking root where we are is it begins to expose, you know, false idols and begins yeah. to expose all the things that we worship as lesser gods.
0: It tears down our temples and it uh, exposes our exposes our idols and it causes us to confront, uh, you know, the things that uh, have captured the affections, you know, the affections of our heart. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, the gospel is both a it is always a, a deep threat and a uh, rich comfort, mm-hmm. you know, but it does threaten our idolatries and our comfort and uh, the things that we so often place our confidence in but it gives us the true comfort of the one who is deserving of our affections and the one who fills does fill our fill our heart with joy and the one who does redeem us and has made us for himself and our hearts finding rest ultimately in him mm. rather than in our in our stuff i love that
2: funny kind of line in verse 32 that you know the assembly's in confusion some people shouting one thing some another and some people didn't even know why they were there that's right they just get <laughs> caught up and then just start shouting um,
0: we don't know who that guy is but we don't like him <laughs> 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 no it uh, is uh, all too familiar you know in the day and age that, you know, that we, we live in some people just like a good riot I know
2: just don't want to go shout, shout and yell
0: yep yep <laughs> no doubt about it and of course you know the thing that finally calms them down is they are in threat of breaking roman law uh you know and and of rioting and of course the the city you know councilors seem to say uh ah, we all know you know martin you know artemis is going to be here forever mm-hmm. um, don't worry about it mm-hmm. if you've got if you've got a beef take it you know take it to the civil court mm-hmm. And of course, you know there there are a few of the pillars of that temple still standing, and it's kind of a magnificent, and a temple. But uh, yeah. the cult of Artemis has long since gone, and and the gospel has spread throughout, and you know, throughout the world.
2: Yeah. I love too, just even in yesterday's reading where we get to see the Paul. You know, this is his second time there, and he's staying there for for numerous years, and so it's over this long period of ministry here in Ephesus at the city begins to change and begins to grow hopefully more a uh, following christ less towards idols and yeah. you know i love seeing that movement and and i'm so hopeful to see something like that in our own city right yeah Um. over a, a prolonged period of time a faithful witness to jesus proclaiming the gospel demonstrating the gospel that men and women would leave these idols made by human hands to serve the true god as we've mm-hmm. said and that our city really would Change yeah. in light of the yeah. gospel, right? This gives us hope that that can actually happen.
0: And, and interesting enough, you know, toward the end of uh, his life, Timothy is assigned to be a pastor here in, in Ephesus, and so that is where we find him when mm-hmm. Paul writes these two books, you know, First and Second Timothy, and uh, and Second uh, Timothy. He says, "Be aware of Demetrius. He caused me great harm," mm-hmm. and, and we don't see exactly the harm. You know, this is probably an ongoing antagonism. You know, as long as Paul was there, we don't see the great harm. You know, that he that he caused Paul, but we hear Paul talking about it and warning Timothy that mm-hmm. wherever we take the gospel, there will be opposition. Mm-hmm. But the gospel is more than capable mm-hmm. of thriving in, in, in cultures that are. Uh, thriving in any culture it is is the uh, the truth. It is the you know the the world view. It is the the explanation that comes from the heart of God, and reconciles all people and all things into to Himself. So interesting uh, episode in the life of uh, of Paul. Mm-hmm. David, why don't you close us <coughs> with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Did you open us or did Matt open us I think Matt, Matt did. Matt, yeah. did yeah. Good <laughs> job, Matt. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> David, why don't you close us? <laughs>
2: Father, we thank you so much for this passage. Thank you for the reminder of your faithfulness that where your gospel is proclaimed, uh, men and women come to faith and, and they can turn from dead idols to the living and true God. And so, Father, we, uh, we pray for our city. We pray for the, the thousands of men and women here that do not know you, that we as a church in partnership with many other churches um, would come to see Many people come to faith in Christ, and that we too could celebrate um the advance of the gospel, the growth of the kingdom, and that the word of God would, would grow in, in power um as it spreads across our city. And so, Father, thank you for the place you've put us in. May we, through your spirit, through the power and strength you give us, be faithful witnesses to the person and work of Jesus. We pray this all in his name. Amen. Amen. Amen.